Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to C103's Cork Today podcast. Phone and text lines are currently closed. And uh, Peter Dowdell, the Irish uh joining me on this Wednesday afternoon as the sun starts to shine, which I have to say was, is what the forecast is. It's going to brighten up for the afternoon. Good afternoon to you, Peter. Good afternoon. I hope it does. I hope the sun does start to shine. I'm, I'm soon after I'll be talking to you, I'll be taking a walk around the wildlife park and photo where we're looking oh. at them. Um, all the wonderful natural connections between plants and animals. So it'll be a nicer walk in the sun than the rain. Yeah, I had them on last week to celebrate their 40th, their open 40 years. It's hard to believe they're going 40 years, isn't it? It really is. And I remember well, my mum was very involved in the fundraising to develop it back in the day and to suddenly think that that's 40 years ago. Yeah. My God. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> and it's one of our big, big success stories, uh, certainly here yes, in Cork. Yes, certainly is. OK, and now John Paul says we he's had a number of calls and we're getting emails and texts in all about the same thing. And it's to do with uh, Grisolinia Hedge dying off. And I know we had an email with a really good photograph of it uh, last week of just a portion in the middle of a hedge uh, dying off. And can you talk for the other people now are discovering the Grisolinia hedge dying off and what they need to do. I knew I knew when we had that call last week, I knew it would it would lead to perhaps not quite the amount of calls that you've got, but I knew that it would resonate because a lot of people, and I'm seeing it myself from my own job, calling to people's gardens that um, a lot of people have this problem where hedges, mature hedges are dying off. 
either random plants are kind of like the photograph that came in last week, larger areas are dying off. And it's caused, unfortunately, by root, a root rot. It's very most likely phytophthora root rot, which is a, they're all fungal infections. And they're caused, I suppose you could really just put it down to our climate. It's very damp and warm weather. But in particular, they're, they're, they're caused by a soil-borne fungus, which in poor drained soils or compacted soils uh, leads to the spread of it. And that the winter we've just come through, uh, say last, I think, personally, I think the 1st of October last year, uh, nearly through to March of this year, we nearly had rain every day. I know that I know that's not completely true, but we certainly had a very, very wet winter, which does lead to these conditions, particularly if your your soil is poor draining or if it's compacted underneath the hedge. It really does lead to the ideal conditions for the development of these root rots. Uh, and unfortunately, that's what we're seeing. What can you do? Unfortunately, very little. It's bad news when when a hedge does get something like one of these fungal infections. It's it's a question of you need to remove the dead material, the soil around it. And if, as in the 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 the, the, the photograph we looked at last week, if it's a large portion of the hedge, I'd nearly recommend removing the entire hedge and and, and putting in fresh soil and starting with a, a less susceptible variety, trying to improve the drainage around the, the root zone of the hedge. Um, and 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 look for varieties which are less susceptible. Unfortunately, the Grisinia is very susceptible, uh, which is bad news because so many of our hedges and mature hedges at this stage in Ireland are Grisinia. So I don't have great news, I'm afraid, except to, if it's only one plant, let's say maybe remove that one plant, or if you're just seeing a small bit of dieback on a plant, cut it back very hard. Uh, treat it, treat the area with, with copper sulfate mixed with water which is my kind of go-to weapon, if you like, with fungal infections. Um, drench the soil with this solution of copper sulfate and water. Cut off or remove any existing plants that are that are diseased or damaged. And um, and and then treat the whole hedge with, uh, with a good plant food to kind of build its resistance, if you like. But also, probably more importantly, put plenty of organic matter in around the base of the hedge. It could be homemade compost, wood chips, anything like this, which will in turn improve the, the, the structure of the soil and hopefully improve drainage around that area. But um, if, it, if, it, if, the, if the problem is widespread and taken over a large part of the hedge, I'm afraid it's, it's bad news. Yeah, because somebody is asking, does it spread once it starts in a hedge? Is that what happens? It spreads to the other part of the hedge? Yes, is yeah. the answer. Most of the most of them spread by rain spatter, which is why the, the spread will be quite local. But obviously, it can spread then from plant to plant. Uh, so yes, is the answer to that. Okay, Maura says, "How do I deadhead my petunias? Do I have to nip the star shape as well as the dead flower? And if I don't deadhead them, will it make any difference?" Well, yes, yes, it will make a difference because the more you deadhead them, so the star shape that she's referring to at the base of the petals, if you like, that's where the seed is. So what will happen is that the, the energy that's coming up through the root system into the plant will go into seed production. Whereas if you pinch off that seed head, uh, the energy instead will go into producing more flowers. So yeah, it does make a difference. So I would say when you're when you're deadheading them, yeah, certainly you take the star bit at the base off as well. But I'd even go a bit further, pinch back to the, the nearest node, which is where the leaf meets the stem. So so pinch back a good bit uh, and and then you will get more flowers in as a result of that. Yeah, because if you don't deadhead, you're not going to get as many new flowers. No, you're yeah. certainly not. No, no. Uh, Lily, Lillian says, hi, could you ask, ask Peter, please, uh, allowing the flowers to bloom on potato stalks, does that take from the development of the potatoes? 
well, when the flowers are, are blooming uh, at this time of the year, if they're blooming, it's your early potatoes. So it, that that's a sign that it's time to harvest. So yeah, it does take from the vigor of the plant. So yeah, when when the when the when the potato plants flower, that's the time to dig them up. Hi, Peter. How do you get rid of horse's mane weed in a polytunnel? It's destroying the veg and it keeps growing back as fast as it's been pulled up. I'm, I'm, get, I'm going to guess here from horse's mane that they, they, they're talking maybe about horse tail or mare's tail, which is a, an equisetum. Equisetum are events, I think, um, which is, a, I'm afraid, another curse of a problem. It's a... There, you, you don't eradicate it. You don't get rid of it. I'm afraid you, we we learn to live with it. It's it's been with us since the time of the dinosaurs. So I don't think anything that we can do is is going to to eradicate it. Um, so it's a question of working with it. Now, keep pulling it, and yes, it does reemerge when you pull it. But keep pulling it, and you will weaken it. It tends not to be a bully of a weed, if you know what I mean. So there's, provided now we're talking about the same plant, I'm talking about mare's tail. Uh, it, it tends to colonize ground that isn't being worked. So in other words, if you're constantly put it, you, in other words, you tend not to see it as a problem on lawns because it's constantly being cut. So it'll spread elsewhere. The root system will spread underground and it'll emerge elsewhere where it has less competition and it's being less challenged. So the more you pull it and the more you cut it, the, the more likely it is to move. But unfortunately, in a, in a controlled environment like a polytunnel, it's going to love it and it's going to keep trying to stay there. But but really there is no answer except trying to trying to keep pulling it, keep cutting it. If it's practical, and it's not always practical when you're growing veg, but if it's practical, put some kind of a mulch, some kind of a material over it. I'm not normally a fan of these ground cover mulches, but in this case, it, it, it could be good because it'll cut off light to it. So it'll kind of force it to spread maybe outside of the tunnel. Um, but it's, it's, a, it's a very difficult one to control in that situation, I'm afraid. OK, keep at it. Hi, uh, Peter. How often should you uh, use plant food for flowers in a pot? And could you suggest a plant food that would be sufficient for most? The, if you're growing plants in pots, obviously, the, they, they have a, a very finite amount of nutrients. So feeding does become important. And if, if which, which I'm going to assume here, that if it's, a, if it's kind of a pot full of summer flowering plants like your petunias which we were talking about a second ago if it's a pot full of summer flowering plants the best plant food to use would be a good quality tomato food um and i would use it probably about every 10 days because the tomato food you see is is rich in phosphorus and potassium two of the elements which are very necessary for flower production uh, or they help with the development of flowers so it's not just for tomatoes. So if it's if it's a pot full of flowers that you want, well, then I would use a good quality tomato food and about every 10 days. If it's something more general, like if it's a shrub or something that you're growing in a, in a pot from year after year, look for any good quality seaweed feed. Uh, again, a liquid one will be absorbed more quickly. Nature Safe, the Irish brand, do a good liquid seaweed feed. Uh, you could look for that one, but any good liquid seaweed feed will, will do. OK, and I'm assuming others are have the same problem as Mary. Hi, uh, Patricia and Peter. How can I revive burnt patches on my lawn after the recent dry spell? I'd be very surprised if you need to do anything because lawns are very, very forgiving in that, that they can look very brown and very black, or sorry, not but very brown or kind of straw-coloured uh, after a period of drought like we had. But then as soon as we get rains, like we're getting now at the moment, it should bounce back all on its own. Uh, don't feed it because you'll you'll risk just drying it out even more and burning it. So just just leave nature take its course. I'd be very very surprised if it didn't. My own lawn, I had put down a patch of new lawn myself last autumn, uh, and it did it did suffer a lot of stress over the heat that we had recently. But it's coming back now, perfect. So 
uh, I would do nothing, leave nature, fix it if you like with the rain. I'd say it'll be fine. If it's not, then it's more likely not drought damage, or you've a more you've an underlying issue there, maybe with compacted soil or something. But I would I would say in a week or two's time, it'll probably be pardon the pun now, but right as rain. Okay, all right, Mary, and I'm assuming predictive text has changed the war because it says my Davies. I'm I'm assuming it's my dahlias in pots look as if they're dead. Will they ever come back? I'm going to assume it's dahlias yeah. too, but obviously I don't know. And without seeing the photograph, it's a difficult, it's an impossible one to answer really. Um, because because plants suffer kind of what's called temporary wilting point, which they'll come back from, and a permanent wilting point, which obviously enough they don't come back from. So without seeing it, it's very difficult to say, I'm afraid. But maybe send John Paul in a picture and we can look at it next week or, or yeah. send me in a picture on, on Facebook to the Irish Garden and I'll have a look at it. Okay, somebody wants to know uh, what is the best machine to take out old shrubs? They've got very deep roots. They need to be removed from the garden. I was going to say a big strong man is probably the best thing, <laughs> but in, in, in today's world, I'd better say a big strong man or a woman. <laughs> so, <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, but if if access will allow, if you can just get a mini digger in, um, that that would be that's the best thing. There isn't a spe- there are specific machines to lift shrubs, but they're specific to the nursery industry, so you you won't hire one of them or get one of them. But uh, so in in a garden situation, if you can get a mini digger in, that that's the thing to do. Now the only thing is moving them. If you want to, if you want to keep them, if you want to save them, like let's say they've got too big for where they were are but you want to lift them and plant them somewhere else in the garden. So in other words, if you want to save them, this is the wrong time of the year to do it. It's it's November to February is your window. If you're lifting them just to remove them and then time is less important, But you, so you could do it now, but a, a mini digger is what I would look for. Charlie and Whelan has, varig- has a variegated holly tree. Um, the small leaves are alive, but the wood part appears to be all dead. He feels the storms over the past year might have damaged the holly tree. It seems to be loose at the roots. Is there any possibility of saving same? Depending on how old it is, if it's loose at the roots, um, then the it could be ever since it was planted, if you know what I mean, which is why staking new trees is so important to prevent that root rock from day one. Uh, so if that's the case, you could just try restaking it now to try and anchor it in position more, you know, just physically kind of with your foot push down on the soil around it. May, if that's going to make a difference. Now, if that's a mature plant, that's not going to make any difference, of course. Uh, but you could still try restaking it to see if that will help. Uh, and that could well be the problem. He is right, or she is right, that that could well be the problem, that that is what has caused the leaf drop. However, it's also possible, particularly if it's a mature plant, the, the, there is holly leaf drop and there's holly leaf blight, which is fungal infections, which could also be causing it. Whether of which I probably do little enough and, and see if it comes back itself. Uh, but from the way he describes it, or, the, or she describes it, is if it's rocking in the ground, that, that is very possibly the problem. And the only thing to do there is to, to try restaking it. And what you're, what you're doing when you're staking any tree or large shrub, you're not staking it to stop the top of it from snapping. You're staking it to, to make sure that the root system isn't rocking in the soil. So maybe two or three stakes very firmly in the ground and tied with the rubber, ba- rubber uh, tree ties very tightly to the stake. So it's, a, it's allowing it as little movement as possible. That's what, that's what you're going to need to do. Okay, Brian in Formoy has an apple tree. For two years running, it's loaded with apples, but many are falling onto the ground. They're not waiting to fully develop. Why would that be happening? Same thing happened last year. 
same and that is uh because of what we were just referring to there with the lawn the long dry spell so when when apple and other fruit trees set their fruits kind of around april may time um they do need consistent moisture at that point for the fruit to develop and to stay on the tree if we get a dry period during that period during that time of the year which we did and we did as well last year uh, that will lead to early early fruit drop which is what's happening here so what you've got to do to prevent it happening for next year is I would mulch around the, the base of the plant with, with again, with any organic matter, such as uh, your homemade compost, wood chip, bark mulch, put a good few inches of mulch. Be careful now not to mulch up the actual stem. You don't want the trunk of the tree to be smothered, but around the root stone, mulch it to, to help prevent water loss from evaporation uh, at that time of the year. Um, and also, if it's practical, maybe maybe actually water it every day during that period. If we get a dry spell during April and May, keep it well watered, and that will... Uh, help to, to to reduce, if not to stop, the problem. Bearing in mind that, of course, it's quite common and very common, in fact, for for, for fruit trees like that to drop a certain amount of the fruit. If if the, the the tree, don't laugh at me when I say this, but if the tree itself knows that it won't be able to to bring them all to to production, if you like, it will it will shed some of them if it's a very heavy crop. Uh, but if it's losing nearly all of them, then it's very very definitely the drought. Okay, hi Peter. My gold crest trees are looking sad. Half of the trees are brown. They're about six feet high. What seems to be the problem? Is it a disease? The rest seem okay. From Margaret. This brings us back to the start of the of the of yeah. the piece, uh, Patricia. It's it's the root rot. The root rot. It's Capressus gold crest. Is is it's quite a nice golden conifer. But it, it, again, it may be phytophthora, it may be one of the other root rots, but it's, that's what's causing it. It is a fungal infection. Uh, it, will it, will, is it salvageable? Not really. The gold crests that are affected already, I would say, get them out. Um, if it's in the middle of a line of them, it will spread. So I would, I would act quite quickly to remove the diseased ones. OK, and a final one, a hydrangea full of leaves, no flowers. What would Peter think? There's no buds, just leaves. But the leaves are looking very healthy. I wonder, did they cut it back last year? Because yeah. if they cut it back too hard, then that, that would prevent flowering. Just for a year or two, it'll come back again. Uh, but if if not, uh, I would I would go back to what we were talking about earlier with the tomato food. Give it a good, rich tomato food because that will help to promote flowers. You'd expect them to be in bud if not, not open at this time of the year. But uh, it's it's still not too late to possibly get a few buds if that's what the, the situ- if, if it's a nutrient situation. So a good quality tomato food around the base of the plant and that'll hopefully lead to the development of a few flowers from them. Okay, so are you in photo now for the rest of the day or? Not for the rest of the day. If anyone's around the area, call in from half one. I'll be giving a, a walk and talk around for, for about an hour. Uh, and it's all, as I say, all about the, just trying to, to remind ourselves about the kind of connections which happen every day. Nothing to do with humans that are, that just everything that's going on. And there's some lovely, interesting connections in photo between the, as you can imagine, the wide variety of animals that are here and, and the plants that, that, uh, it's 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 it, it's it's just hard to think sometimes that in this little corner of East Cork we have so many yeah. such a variety and diversity of animals down here. It's fantastic. Enjoy, and we'll talk to you again next week, Peter. Look forward to it. Thanks, Trish. thank you for that. That is uh, Peter Dowdle, the Irish Gardener dot uh, com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 